Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the whole Nordic walking community, from beginner to instructor, wherever you are in the world. I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and each week I will be discussing various topics with Nordic walkers who are experts in their own particular fields, covering a diverse range of topics about ways in which Nordic walking benefits health and well-being. If you find this podcast beneficial, then I would be extremely grateful if you would consider occasionally making a small donation, the price of a cup of coffee, by clicking on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. This helps cover the cost of producing these podcasts. Today I'm talking to Josine Baines, who was diagnosed with a chronic autoimmune condition, ulcerative colitis, in 2014. I won't say too much about it, as you'll find Josine's story remarkable, and it will come across so much better in her own words. 
However, she discovered Nordic walking in 2020 and enjoyed so many health benefits personally that she was inspired to change career and set up Nordic Walking Tunbridge in April 2021. Welcome to Walking On Air, Josine Baines. Hello, Mary. Please could you tell me about your history of exercise? Okay, so it's actually quite unremarkable, really. At school, I was never really into team sports. I didn't hate PE, but I didn't particularly love it. But um, sort of, I guess, sort of quietly behind the scenes, um, I did used to sort of want to go swimming a bit. I always loved walking. And I sort of, even at quite a young age, I sort of acknowledged how good I felt when I did do um, a little bit of exercise. And um, I guess then as I sort of grew up and, and got older, I always sort of wanted to incorporate exercise into my life, but very much sort of individual exercise for me, never sort of team competitive. stuff, um, never competitive stuff. So yeah, and I suppose I've always wanted to maintain a base level of fitness um, because I love sort of challenging myself. So I've always wanted to have that base level so that if I decided to do a marathon, I wasn't starting from scratch or, you know, last year I did a triathlon, but, you know, I always have that base level of fitness so I can launch myself into, you know, the next challenge that that comes to mind, really. So today we're talking about a chronic autoimmune condition namely ulcerative colitis. Please could you explain to the audience exactly what ulcerative colitis is? Okay, well, first of all, it's probably worth uh, saying, I mean, I guess many of your listeners will know that an autoimmune condition is effectively a sort of a body's abnormal sort of immune response, um, which sort of results in inflammation in, in the body. So there are lots of diseases out there, those autoimmune conditions. Some of the most well-known ones are multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, lupus um, disease. And ulcerative colitis is um, effectively a chronic inflammation of the lower digestive tract, so really the colon. And I think most people will have heard of Crohn's disease, which is a very similar thing, but it affects the whole of the digestive tract. Um, So ulcerative colitis is sort of the lower tract and it's, it's inflammation of that. And so what are the symptoms with that? It's probably worth just sort of um, talking a bit, first of all, about what the sort of possible causes are, because the problem okay. is with autoimmune conditions is no one really knows exactly what causes it. And I suppose since my diagnosis, or at the time of my diagnosis, I sort of got some quite mixed messages as to whether the symptoms I was experiencing were sort of causes of the disease or actual symptoms of the disease. So things that they sort of think can trigger an autoimmune response are like intolerances to food. So typically gluten would be a common one, some kind of chemical exposure. So if you've had some kind of medication that you've um, had a bad response to, um, infections, nutritional nutritional defi- deficiencies, and then um, a very common one is severe sort of stress events in your life. So in the um, couple of years leading up to my diagnosis, having sort of been, got to the age of 40 and really never having been to the doctor in my life, I had two quite young children 
and I had um, a series of quite serious sort of illnesses. I had um, meningitis. Mm. I had um, a very serious eye infection. I had um, tonsillitis, which sounds fairly sort of benign, but I felt oh. as if about six weeks, I felt as if someone was sticking a knife in my throat. It was horrific and I just couldn't seem to shake it off. I was found to be sort of vitamin D deficient, anemic, um, so I had no energy whatsoever. I was just absolutely exhausted. And at the same time, obviously, I mentioned I'd had two children, um, you know, both within 18 months of each other. So they were sort of both under three at the time. And my husband had been made redundant. We'd moved house. So I had all these things going on, which at the time I didn't think of as particularly stressful. But looking back, they are. there you was obviously them, sort of, um, a pattern there. And I was just absolutely on my knees. I think the symptoms that actually made me go to the doctor were that I sort of had lost a lot of weight and um, I was starting to pass um, quite a bit of blood. So obviously that sort of sent alarm bells ringing. But when I went to the doctor, um, they were sort of saying that um, all those illnesses happened because I have an underlying predisposition to an autoimmune disease. My father actually had multiple sclerosis. But then subsequently, from what I've read, the fact that sort of infections can trigger an immune response. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I don't know which way round it was, but there were certainly factors that were there in the build up to the sort of actual symptoms of the specific disease. OK. And so how did it impact your life having these symptoms? Well, obviously, pre-diagnosis, I was absolutely on my knees um but i guess as a sort of mother of young children i sort of wrote it all of it off as sort of being normal and just being sort of run down so i just felt completely drained and then obviously when i had the diagnosis i realized how sick i was once i was put on medication to be honest um i bounced back quite quickly you know the medication is amazing it sort of reduces the inflammation um, I was put on sort of iron tablets, sort of prescription vitamin D. So, you know, very quickly, I'd say within sort of four or five months, my body sort of bounced back. It was then that I was able to look back and realise actually how sick I'd been. And uh, my next question was going to be, how is ulcerative colitis treated? Is it just purely medication or are there other treatments involved in the recovery? Um, well, it, it depends how um, extensive and severe the disease is. I was actually quite lucky and um, my disease was relatively mild. Um, in some cases, um, people do have to have surgery and have part of their colon removed. Um, but luckily, you know, that that wasn't the case for me. Although just going back to your question about how did it impact my life, obviously one of the key things was, um, I suppose, emotionally having been sort of a very healthy young woman living with the knowledge that I had a chronic condition um, and that I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life and, you know, the potential complications later on, you know, you're much more predisposed to um you know, cancer to um, developing arthritis, osteoporosis, um, 
none of that was happening to me at the time, but just living with the knowledge that, you know, at some point things could get yeah. a lot worse. That's you know, it did affect me mentally, actually. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. but yes, most people, um, medication can get the disease under control and then you adjust the medication. If you have a flare up, you can increase the medication to get it back under control. So, um, unless you have very severe disease, it's usually just medication that will be used to treat it. And when uh, you were dealing with medics um, trying to get your disease under control, did anybody ever suggest exercise as part of the management of the condition? And if so, what did they tell you to expect from exercise? Funnily enough, no one ever mentioned exercise to me. However, I do wonder if that is because I presented as a fairly fit person yeah. anyway. Yeah. Exercise was never really discussed. Things like diet were discussed, but not um, not exercise. But as I said, I do I do think that's possibly because I presented as a fit person anyway. So it was a, a given that that was a part of my life. Okay. So to talk about Nordic walking, how did you first come across Nordic walking? So it um, all goes back to a cake sale, Miss Harley. Um, when my like daughter was in this. primary school, I used to, um, there's a big sort of stately home near where we live. And once a year, um, our, the Parent Teacher Association of my daughter's school, we were given the opportunity to run the cake sale at this um, at the farmer's market. And for about three years of the trot, I helped out at this cake sale. And every time this group of Nordic walkers turned up, having walked sort of 10 miles from another village, bought our cakes, ate our cakes, and then walked back again. But I always chatted to them. They were always, they always looked sort of really fit. They loved what they were doing. And I kept saying for three years on the trot I kept saying I'm going to join you I'm going to come and do this but I guess because I had you know my kids were of an age where you know I couldn't just leave them and go out walking you know it was I never actually and I was working um in London at the time you know it just wasn't the right time and then actually just before um lockdown in March 2020 I helped out at this cake sale again the same group of Nordic walkers turned up and I said I'm going to do this this time we went into lockdown but in about the May, um, as we, May 2020, as we came out of lockdown, I contacted the lady who ran it and said, right, I'm going to, let's do this. Let's, can I have a one-on-one? -on -one? So I went and had uh, my first lesson with her and I absolutely loved it. From that moment on, I was walking with that group um, two or three times a week. Or at the time, I was quite unhappy in my job. Obviously, like many people, lockdown had had a significant impact on my home life and my sort of stress levels. Trying to work from home, supervise children with homeschooling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this lady suggested to me that I train as an instructor, which I I did, and that was it. the The trigger was that I um, and I I left my job and I set up as a Nordic walking instructor. And what benefits have you experienced from Nordic walking and how in particular has it affected your ulcerative colitis? So 
initially I really noticed that Nordic walk I've always loved walking and Nordic walking just sort of elevated my walking to a different level so I think because you're using the um upper body you're using all your the other muscles in your body in a much more sort of controlled way I just felt um more toned you know I've never been a huge runner but um I was finding that I would get the same sort of fitness benefits from Nordic walking as um I would if I'd, I'd been out for a run, you know, that same sort of feeling of adrenaline rush and really having had a had a good workout. But probably the biggest impact was on my mental health. I don't think that um, if, if I hadn't found Nordic walking, um, I don't honestly don't know if I would have had the courage to make that big lifestyle change um, to give up my career effectively and try something completely new. I was definitely happier, less stressed, probably a kinder person. Obviously the biggest impact has been on my ulcerative colitis. So with ulcerative colitis, you are supposed to have um, sort of checkups and investigations every sort of seven to 10 years, just to sort of monitor where, where the disease is. So I had my checkup in January of um, this year, and I had been experiencing some symptoms. I wouldn't say that I was feeling um, 100%. So it came as a bit of a surprise to me when after my investigation, I was told that um, I was now completely disease free. Not only I wasn't just in remission, there was absolutely no evidence of disease whatsoever. Um, I should come off all my medication and um, effectively it should, you know, be put on my sort of medical records that I no longer have this, this diagnosis. Um, and actually it turns out that the symptoms I, were I was experiencing were side effects of medication that I was on that I actually no longer needed to be on. You know, it came as a bit of a, a shock, but I sort of went away and didn't really think that much about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I was just sitting with a with a coffee at home, flicking through my country walking magazine, which had a sort of huge supplement on, um, you know, the benefits of walking. And I was reading this and, you know, going through that, obviously, we know all the benefits from heart disease, you know, um, reduces your um, risk of, of stroke, all sorts of things. And then it went on about how, you know, walking um, can boost your immunity, how it can sort of fight disease, how it can eliminate disease. And I just suddenly had this light bulb moment. To me, you know, it, it's anecdotal, but to me, it was just so clear that um, it was Nordic walking that had cured me effectively together with um, reducing my stress levels in my life. But the whole thing together, that whole sort of conversion to Nordic walking has actually been transformative um, for me and completely changed my life. And um, I am now disease free. There's obviously no, I don't want to make sort of unsound scientific claims about Nordic walking curing disease. And, you know, of course, no one knows if, if my disease will come back in the future. But I'm very confident that where I am now is due to Nordic walking. That is absolutely amazing and a completely inspirational story. I think it's incredible you've gone from having a disease to having no trace of it at all, just through the power of 
walking. I find that so remarkable. And I think it should be prescribed to everybody to do a certain amount of walking every day as a way of preventing disease. I just think this is a lovely story that a lot of people will relate to and find quite remarkable. So do you have a message that you would like to get across to Nordic walking instructors to give to people who are suffering from autoimmune conditions and possibly how to adapt their teaching methods for people who have these conditions? Yes, well, you know, auto, as we discussed at the beginning of um, our, our chat, Mary, um, you know, autoimmune conditions are, are so varied, you know, there are so many different ones, and they all um, have very different symptoms and sort of um, implications for people. So it's difficult to give a, a, a sort of a single answer. Um, because for example, for me, no particular adaptations um, were needed. But um, I think it just sort of I'd just like to sort of emphasise that obviously, you know, instructors should always sort of ask people about health conditions um, because autoimmune conditions aren't always sort of visible. Yeah. And just ask whether, you know, any adaptations um, can be made or, you know, if there's anything that sort of needs to be considered because obviously, you know, Nordic walking should be accessible to everybody. So nobody should be put off by the fact that um, they might have an autoimmune condition. And on that note, what would you say to somebody with an autoimmune condition who might be a little bit nervous about taking up Nordic walking? Oh, just go for it. And, you know, don't be afraid to talk to your instructor um, because it's highly likely that Nordic walking will benefit you, won't necessarily cure you, but um, it will it will be a benefit. And there are so many adaptations that can be made in teaching. And as I said, you know, it, it should be and, and can be accessible to pretty much everybody. So just go for it. Wonderful. And as you know, this podcast is called Walking On Air. And I would like you to tell me what your top tip is for walking on air. Okay, so um, obviously most people feel the um, mental health benefits of of getting fresh air and going out for a walk, but um, Nordic walking takes walking to a completely different level and pretty much propels you sort of through the air and uh, my clients really notice it when I talk about sort of the the walking and the the sort of foot element of the um, technique you know rolling off the and pushing off the toes and how they really feel themselves sort of standing taller and straighter um, and feeling lighter they feel as if they're walking on air Fantastic. Josine, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your absolutely incredible story. I wish you lots of luck and hope that uh, your new business goes really well and that you continue to make great strides in your health. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mary. It's lovely to talk to you. If you have been inspired by Josine's miraculous story and wish to find out more about ulcerative colitis, then please do check out the links in the show notes. I hope that you have enjoyed Walking On Air, and if so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, and hit the subscribe button, particularly if you listen on Apple Podcasts. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. If you have any feedback, suggestions, 
or a story that you want to share on this podcast, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, it is simply Walking On Air. And on Instagram, the handle is walking underscore on underscore air underscore podcast. Have a great week and happy Nordic walking. And finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.